Hey everyone, it's the Herald and Modcast. And hey, fucking shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's up? That's that's code for uh, are we already on the air? Oh, let's go for it's pissing rain. It outside. is pissing rain. It is sheets of rain. Right I know now. it's here in sunny Los Angeles, and I was just in wintry Boston, and it was a snowstorm, and then it was sunny when I left. It's sort of weird to see this. Yeah, you brought the weather with you. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, we've got a very exciting review. For the new FX series, Taboo. The new FX Taboo. That is uh, co-produced by Tom Hardy and his father, Chips Hardy, who's a novelist and was an ad man before that and comedy writer. Comedy writer? He's done novels and comedy, and now he is co-writing and co-producing Taboo with his son, who stars in the title role as James Kaziah Delaney. How sweet. The yeah. father son project, like building a soapbox derby racer. Except. <laughs> <laughs> a little more complicated. Except a little more complicated and a little more racy and disturbing and sexually perverse. And yeah, I haunted didn't, and spooky. I guess haunted. I mean, I didn't know what to make of it when I saw the trailers, except that I wanted to see it. Yeah. Uh, and I like Tom Hardy. He's the man. He is. It, it's set in 1814 London, and Tom, uh, his Hardy's character, James Delaney's father dies. He uh, Delaney, Delaney returns from Africa. After 10, ten years. years. And he's presumed dead by everyone in England. Yep. And he returns like a ghost from the past to his father's funeral. In a creepy way. Everything's very creepy. Yeah. I mean, I like it, though. I like creepy. I like disturbing. It it feels a little Dickens. I mean, I, I thought Dickensian. I was... Yeah, I kind of thought it was going to be more, uh, you know, witchcraft. And Penny dreadful. And I think the witchcraft is coming. The coolest part about it is he's terrifying, Tom Hardy's character, but it's all just... Like, there's no actual scenes of violence, but it's all just him alluding to what he's capable of as far mm. as violence and, and like, freaking debauchery and stuff. Yeah. He's like, if you bring me 12 men, I'll bring you 12 sets of testicles, <laughs> you know, and I'll make you eat them, and I'll cut off your tits and boil them. You Did know? he say that? Yeah, he said that to uh, the madam. Because remember, wow. there's that woman. So he comes back, and he's sort of settling up his father's debts and stuff. Yeah. And he there's basically, there's this property by the harbor, and this madam... Sets up shop for a whorehouse there. The madam played by uh, Franca Patenta from the Bourne series. She's the girl. And also um, Run, Lola, Run. Oh, German that actress. girl? Yeah, that's her. She looks old and horrible. Hey. She looks hatcheted. I mean, that's probably well, for the role. She's it's an old for the madam. role. I mean, I really like her as an actress. If you've never seen Run, Lola, Run, you got to see classic. it. That's a classic, It yeah. is. It's a really interesting film shot. It's an interesting film play movie kind of. I mean, but this this is filled with awesome actors. Yeah. They've really packed it. And you can tell that's like, I mean, I got to believe a lot of that's Hardy's pull. And producer, as a producer. Yeah. Sure. Who wouldn't want to be a part of something that Tom Hardy's attached to and producing? And something that's set like a Penny Dreadful period piece. Yep. I think it's cool to see Tom Hardy in that world. It is cool. Uh, Una Chaplin, better known as Rob Stark's ill-fated bride, uh, plays in Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones, plays Tom Hardy's half sister, and he comes and back. Romance. And one, one, yeah, there's some taboo there. Yeah, it's taboo. Okay, like she left. 
you know, they had something going on, potentially mm-hmm. even maybe a child. A childhood. Well, because there is a child. That might have been theirs. His ill, yeah, his like <sighs> bastard son. We don't know. Because there is this kid yeah. that he has to go and visit. And there's this old man who's like, you fucking ran away on your blood. And I've he would be sucking cocks off in old Danny Street. If, what? Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't take him in. If I didn't take him in. And, you know, and so Tom Hardy comes back with like a satchel of gold coins or something and says, for the past, the present, and the future. And he's like, well, do you want to see him? He's like, okay. He's no, like, he says, oh, he wants to see him, but he doesn't want anything to do with But then with he them. says, I never want to see him again. Yeah. Which you know is not going to happen. Like, he's totally going to see him again. Right, of course. But so there's some mystery there. There's a lot of mystery. Jonathan Price is uh, Sir Stuart Strange. Bad guy again. Bad guy, yeah, yeah. You know him most recently from Game of Thrones as the The head evil, sparrow or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they, there's this group of guys. Well, that, they're the East India Company. They're like yeah. the British fucking royal traders and do horrible things to tribe people around yep. the world and steal their natural resources and sell them to the Indians and yep. to the, you know, they're horrible people. And, they're just as bad as Tom Hardy. Well, we don't know if Tom Hardy's bad. I mean, like he. Well, had he's bad ba- for good sake, or you know, he's an anti-hero seemingly. He's definitely an anti-hero, but you're mm-hmm. rooting for him. Yeah, and you want to know what his motives are because he spent ten years in Africa, and he's you know, what does he say when they they, they dig up his dad and right. they do like an autopsy on him? Yeah, and secretly they, secret autopsy, and they find that he has been like high traces of arsenic in his yeah. stomach, so he's been poisoned, you know. And he's like, "Don't you dare dig him up for any purposes." And he's like, "I'll know. I know the dead." And like, there's all these references that he makes to mm-hmm. his past in Africa. And you clearly understand that he's dabbled in witchcraft and freaking he's gone to the other side yep. and stuff. And he's killed men and maybe children. And Who knows? Well, I mean, he was on a slave boat on down to Antigua. Yeah, that crashed and everybody died. So they thought he was dead, but he right. lived 10 years. But then when he came back and he saw his sister, he's like, Africa has been very good to me. Like, he's got a lot of money. Yeah. You know, because the guy, the lawyer said, he's like, if you're looking for money, there isn't any. But there's this one piece of property, which becomes a very big point of contention within the show. And that's why he's back. Yeah. Because we find out that the Jonathan Price character and his sort of little minions have their little roundtable discussion about getting this piece of property. Right. And uh, they almost had it from the sister because they made her an offer. Right. But now that he's back, the like laws of God say that the son has the entitlements because women are lesser than men, according to the (laughs) laws of God. You just wanted to say that, laws of God, because you were fascinated by that. Well, this is a fascinating idea of who says. And it's like, nope, laws of God say he's back. So she doesn't doesn't (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. But uh, so he's back, and so he and like he has a, a meeting with them, Jonathan Price and the Indian Company guys, and mm. he refuses to sell. And they're like, "Fucking sell, man!" And yeah. He's like, "No." He's like, "I know that that's the entryway to Vancouver, and I know that Vancouver, whoever owns my that little island owns Vancouver, and Vancouver is like the entryway to China right. as far as trading." Yep. So he refuses outright to sell. And they sort of threaten him, and they bribe him, and he's like hip to all of their yeah, moves, which man. is very cool. There's a very cool scene. It's when, a great when scene. They think that he's a dumb savage. Yeah, and they're trying to you know sort of 
get him out of this money and basically tell him that it's worthless and get him that out of this land. he'll be against the king, the the right, crown right. if he does it because of the fighting between America a civil and the war. US. He's like and, you probably well, don't there's know. There's a war between America and I mean civil, and, yeah, and, the revolution. And, yeah. It's the fucking American it's revolution. The, the not never-ending revolution going on Yeah, still. and they think he doesn't even know about it. They're like you probably since you've been in Africa know that we are currently fighting the dreaded Americans. Yeah. He's like I'm well aware of that actually and yeah. I know that like so and so Cornwall Wallace is moving in on such a day. It's right. like he knows. And they're like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. This it's guy pretty cool. He's t- and so that scene is very compelling when he basically reveals. And clearly, uh, he's he's building a shipping empire. That's what is happening here. He's, you know, gearing that's up. That's his plan, yeah. That's his plan. To and go against the East India Company, which is basically like the monopoly. Yeah. You know? And it, it's got feel a feeling of... Game of Thrones in the sense that there's a lot of different players who are going to be against him and he's Mm -hmm. pulling cards, but he's an anti-hero. Yeah. Yeah. But But, he's not above having to take somebody out. You could tell. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I mean, the way he took out the the madam at the two hours. He's like, you have two hours to leave. Yeah. Be punctual. Yeah. And totally. And she tries to bribe him, like, I'll give you 10 bucks. I make 20 pounds a day. You get 10. And right. He's like, nope. She's like, I can give you women. I can give you boys. Oh, yeah. That was a weird speech. Yeah, it was weird. And then she's like, I also have men. Don't remember. And he's like, yeah, if you bring men, I'll, I, I'm familiar with men. You know? Yeah. I can deal with men. That's when she says the 12 sets of testicles. Yeah, thing. it's pretty intense. But uh, you kind of are now ready to see him kick some fucking ass. Like, you want to yeah. see what he's about and how he, if he incorporates witchcraft into his fighting. Because he has, remember, he has that, like, flashback, like, deem, like ghost vision of he the does, slaver yeah. and the slave ship and the, the black guy in shackles. And he's like, I have no fear for you anymore. Like, right. Like, you can show up, but I have no fear to give you. Like, fear is a currency for the dead ghosts or some shit. Or some and we don't know what that's all about. But also remember. We don't know a at- lot. At the funeral and at the grave, well, at the gravesite where they're lowering the uh, the casket in, he's got paint on his face he and he says some there. African words. Yeah, he does. Well, and they said that his father was going slowly crazy, and which it, was the arsenic, the poison, as we find, as we out, find yeah. out. But he's like, "Yeah, I know." He's like he would stand at the edge of the sea and scream your name, and he's like, "I know, I could hear him calling." You yeah, know that was I mean? the way he said it. Was classic Tom Hardy too. It. it, it, it who I forget who said it. it was the lawyer I think who's telling him what's going on and he said you've been away but your father's madness he would stand at the end of the river and the ocean and he would call your name and he'd say yes I know I heard him calling it I was, know it sounded a little like Dark Knight Rises it sounded a little baney yeah it did a lot of his some of the delivery sounds like bane it's the same like directedness yeah like, very to the point and very like confident but also sort of subdued and quiet one of the yeah. there's one criticism i had is that the sound is very low the whole thing sort of mixed low yeah that's like an audio mixing thing almost and i don't know if that's on or purpose for atmosphere maybe maybe it's for the atmosphere yeah i mean but then we have the fucking husband of the sister who wants to like kill tom Evil, hardy dastardly husband and it's like good luck trying to kill him you fucking Pufter, like yeah. you know, he's like, I will kill him. It's like, oh, okay, you're gonna kill the like African voodoo British guy, right? Good luck, Faye. Well, he's on to something about Hardy and the sister, and yep. the sister's like seemingly being controlled by the husband. But yep. my money's on her for killing the dad. Like, you think re- so? Yeah, because she's she uh, 
Maybe. alluded to the fact that he says such a sh- Hardy says to her, "Why such a shallow grave for our father?" And she says, "I buried him to the depths of my lo- our love." Him, and like, yeah. she alluded to him being a fucker to her. Yeah, that's true. I think also the poison well, is a woman's kill too. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a it, it, historically in movies, crime stories. Yeah, it is. It's a, a it's a woman's weapon. Murder, yeah. yeah, arsenic. Arsenic, or just yeah, poison in the drink, or poison in the food. Right. Poison in the butt, maybe. Hey there now. The production design is awesome. Is amazing. Yeah, I like this show so far. I like my first impressions of just the look and style. Yep. Like the casting. There's a lot of care actors from Game of Thrones. A lot. There's a lot. A lot of, you'll uh, recognize. There's right, a there's a there's actors. a ton of people that um David Heyman, who those of you are fans of Sid and Nancy, remember that movie? Of course. And Hope and Glory. He's a Scottish actor who is uh in it and he plays kind of the manservant of his father and now Oh yeah, Party. that guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a he's, vet, and he's been around forever. And the, the, their relationship's cool in the show because he ends up being his sort of like Igor. What's yep. Dracula's guy like? Where he's getting all the books for him and Tom yeah, going he all the is that guy. And yeah, drinking brandy and discussing the past about him being when he was a child and this sort of thing. But fans of British programming will. Uh, Jason Watkins is going to be on the show. Um, he was. In um, the British version of Being Human, and he played the all-time villain vampire. People will, who were fans of that show will love it. There's a ton of people that are coming onto the show that are well-known. Mark Gaddis, who's the producer and writer of Sherlock, who plays um, Mycroft Holmes, is going to be on the show. Oh, that's cool. Tom Hollander from the um, Pirates of the uh, Caribbean movies. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this is like there's a lot. Casting. Yeah, the casting is heavyweight British actors that obviously Tom Hardy drew in with his star power. And, yeah, and just you know, because people trust his work. And yeah, it's Ridley Scott too. Let's not forget. Let's not forget that. We did not yes. even mention that. Yet. <laughs> Derp. Derp. It is. is Ridley Scott. Uh, he is. Um, one of the, the producers, su- yeah, right? one of the yeah, producers. So that that alone, I mean, the two of them. I mean, that's what made me want to watch it. Yeah, and the fact, I mean, it was on FX. It seems more like an HBO show, but I, you know, but they definitely don't hold back. They have four letter words in there. Oh yeah, some nudity in it's there. It's FX. FX, you know, but FX doesn't really do that. Yeah, they do. AMC, you know, FX go FX goes a little bit, but blue. cable doesn't do fuck and sh- and cock and shit. You know, no. But I mean, there was some nudity in this. I know. No, I don't mean nudity. I mean those words. Yeah. Like they drop <sighs> f bombs in this and stuff. I've never seen that on an FX show. Never, never. Hmm. Not Sons of Anarchy. Not. They don't drop f bombs. Oh, maybe there's a new rule going on. I think they're just trying to like compete with HBO and shit. Because AMC doesn't drive f bombs. No, have... that was famously in Walking Dead. Right. They can't do it. Yeah. But in this, there was like many different fucks. That's true. There was. It's an interesting. You know, take. I didn't even really noticed that i did i was like holy shit fx is dropping an f-bombs maybe because i've just been a week in boston and i'm so the swearing came back was constant that i all i heard was fuck that <laughs> yeah it's funny i had a conversation with people back there mm-hmm. about how in california you know and sometimes we get shit for saying too many swears we get shit there. for saying fuck and uh <sighs> and back there everyone doesn't understand that they're like why we all say that that's how we talk yeah it's pretty common out it's there pretty boston 
Yeah, it's cool though. That's how I talk. I'm not fucking Southern Cali. Well, I am a Southern Cali guy, but I'd now say, you are. I say f shit, cock balls. <laughs> Like everyone hey, else. Hey, this is a family show. Not Families really. of perverts. Yeah. It's like the fucking Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm intrigued, I gotta say, by this. Oh, yeah. My first impression of the show, I'm interested. It was a little slow paced. There wasn't any, like, one big action sequence that they sometimes do when no. they introduce a show, especially a show that feels like this. Like, there's a bar and he beats up everybody mm-hmm. and rips a guy's throat out and prays to, like, the voodoo gods of the chicken man or something. But that's maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean it was different. okay. It was different. There wasn't the, the like, but usually they sort of show you all the elements that you will see in a show. Yep. In the first episode, more or less, like if there's violence, we give you a taste of violence. Right. If there's sex, we give you a taste of the, how far we're gonna go right. with sex. You know, how far we're gonna go with language. You know. Yeah. And just disturbing imagery, and so they did the disturbing imagery. They did. Stuff, yeah. And it was well done. It was a unique spin it was you know it was well crafted it's smart writing and, and it's really smart writing that's one of the That'll things help a lot yeah i or, mean chips know. hardy tom hardy's father is a novelist i didn't know and, that and so and he for before that he was an advertising executive and so i mean the guy is smart and he's a good writer a background yeah that's interesting to have your dad be a writing you well, and apparently an Tom Hardy, it was his idea. He had an idea for the character and the time period, and he went to his father and he said, "Hey, I have this idea." Dad, like, yeah, Dad. And his father's like, "Shut up! I'm writing a book." <laughs> yeah. But then he came back with the treatment. That's pretty. And cool. so they put, and they paired up with Ridley Scott, and um, they got a couple. Uh, the two directors credited on this, Christopher Nyholm, um, did the British version of The Killing, which won tons of awards. Oh, yeah. And Anders Engstrom, um, another uh, Scandinavian director, uh, did a film called Isabella and some other British and Scandinavian programming. And the two of them, their vision of this very dark but also stylized and looks like the time period, looks kind of grimy. They do. They really show you kind of filthy London. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of filthy London shots, oh, you know? Oh, God, yeah. There's this shot with the butchers yeah. and just how dirty and cross-contamination and just disease. Yeah. And even, like, going to a whorehouse in that era would be just awful. Yep. I would not go. That well, remember we tell you, you said, hey, what if we went back in time and we had to eat that food? We'd be sick We'd be sick. It'd be like going to India and trying to eat food. Yeah. And like everyone says you're going to get diarrhea when you go to India. No matter what, no matter what you do, you're going to get diarrhea if you travel to India. Yeah. And that would be like doubly so if you had to go back to like that era in London. Yeah. That era in America. You would just get very ill. We don't have the same resistances. Right. Well, and I like that they're doing that because, and that's why I say it kind of is Dickens esque, but more Dickens from. When you see movie versions of Dickens' novels, they're always a little bit more prettied up and stylized. Yeah, they're like musicals and shit. Yeah, I mean they've done some. You know, I think they, I think they've done some that are a little bit more grittier. But this really is the dirty streets of London in 1814, which if you've ever seen that show, Filthy London, Filthy Filthy Cities, cities, on Netflix, they really show you how disgusting it was. Oh, it's just horrible. Yeah, the wonder everyone died of the plague. Yeah. Like, come on. That's, they're mixing their entrails with their feces, yeah. with their tannery. Well, and they're using the their, same knives to cut. Yeah, I mean, like. Uh, they used to wipe their butts with knives. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing back then. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it was just horrible. And then to mix it in with some like little witchcraft, so it is like Penny Dreadful a little bit. You know? I don't know where they're going with that witch witchcraft. I hope they go. A little, ti- a little tired there, pal. It's the, it's the rain <laughs> and the overcast—it's just sort of making me a little yawny yawnerson. But I, I you know, I, I think it's cool because they're not doing a like. And here's the Wolfman, and here's Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and here's Doctor Jekyll. Yeah. Like I, I hope they can create their own mythos and their own sort of. I think they original have. I think that this—it uh, was a ninety-minute pilot episode, which has been repeating. We'll repeat all week it's on. It's actually FX. seventy-five minutes. Oh, sorry. 75 minutes yeah because i thought it was 90 minutes and it ended at like three quarters of the way through and they were like next time on taboo and i was like what about the other 15 minutes yeah (laughs) it's like like there is nobody's gotten killed or like gutted or fucking eviscerated by yeah it's definitely continuing this you know cable foray into hbo's realm yeah Yeah. cable and and sometimes doing it better you know Sometimes FX and AMC do it better. Well, there's a lot of fucking garbage on HBO right now too. All that hipster shit and all yeah. that like, whatever shit. Like that's not HBO caliber. That's just HBO doing. I don't know other things. Right. Although I am interested to see the Young Pope, which we will be reviewing, and you will be reviewing. I will be reviewing. I don't know. I guess I'll watch it. <laughs> if it you know, if it gets good reviews, I don't like watching shit about the Catholic Church at all. I don't like that as a backdrop for entertainment. Just it's just the worst. Uh this show looks interesting, though. We'll see. We'll see. But this is worth watching. It's worth seeing where this goes. We yeah. will. Definitely, it's not being dropped on VOD, so you can't binge watch it. You have to watch it each week as intended. Or you'll have to buy the season for like 25 bucks. On you it, still on won't Amazon. get it oh, until, get no, it the until way they do finished. that, yeah. yeah they, they drop it when it comes out live. So. That's right, that's right. So you have to just watch it episode by episode. Yeah, which, you know what? Sometimes that's better. I like it better. It just, you know, gives me a, like, a, I don't know, I just don't feel as... I don't know, just rushing through it, the whole thing. Yeah. I like to sit on it for a week and go back and watch the story again. Yeah. You, this is one, I, I watched it a couple times. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of almost need to because there's so many subtle things that are going on that it's easy to miss stuff. So I was actually glad that I did watch it a second time. Yeah, I'd watch it a second time. I watched it late. It was like the later showing. So by the end of it, I was sort of like half in, half out. Not out of interest, just sort of like getting a little sleepy right drank a couple beers sitting there (laughs) like uh oh who would you say this appeals to in terms of fan base i don't know if i could broadly say walking dead i could probably say game of thrones i definitely would say folks that are fans of peaky blinders and things like that penny dreadful and penny dreadful if you're a penny dreadful fan definitely tune into yeah this. i just hope it doesn't let everyone down like penny dreadful did by the end i hope they have more of a freaking like seeing it through to an actual end well let me say as much as i like eva green and i felt that josh hartnett stepped up the level of acting and production value of this is so far superior than penny dreadful well, and if you thought penny dreadful's was high wait till you see this yeah penny dreadful is really high but this is this is yeah maybe surpassing it yeah you know it and feels I think hot it feels like a level it feels a level and it definitely feels more unique than penny dreadful yeah penny dreadful had the backdrop and the london and you're like yeah but i feel like i've seen the way penny dreadful did it before yeah whereas 
taboo. This has a little bit extra. This is also 100 years earlier. Because wow. Penny Dreadful was 19. the late, it was the turn of the 19th century. This is the turn of the, no. Penny Dreadful was 20, 20th century turn, so early, late 1800s, early 1900s. This is 1814. Yeah, yeah. so almost 100 years earlier. Yeah. Cool. So tune in for Taboo on FX. New episodes are every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back with more week. reviews. Yeah, I look forward to it, actually. We're also going to be reviewing Martin Scorsese's new film, which uh, opens wide this weekend, Silence. And uh, that is a very exciting film, but intense. Intense. I can't really say I'm looking forward to the review. It's a lot <laughs> to talk about, and I'm yeah. just not that religious. Not yeah. that you need to be religious, but I feel like to talk about it. it it's it, it's Liam Neeson is. Uh, in Let's not Jap- talk about it right now. Japan. <laughs> Don't intro it. Yeah, then we're gonna start talking about it. You'll, right. you'll see our review. It'll be soon. It's gonna be a pain in the ass, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good movie. It's an it's an epic. It's an intense epic. Yeah, it's great though. Actually, I liked it more after I saw it than when while you I was think about it. it. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, okay. All what right, else? folks. And you're going to see Vigo Mortensen tonight. In yeah. The, in, in the flesh. He's uh, he's going to be doing a panel after Captain Fantastic at the Arrow Theater in Santa Monica. That's cool. So I'll let you guys know how that went. Yeah, I wish I could join you. I know. It sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it does. All right. All right. See ya, jerks. Stay dry, jerks. Yeah. Yeah.